Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hello, everyone, and happy Wednesday. Welcome into the Go 24-7 podcast. Bryce Kuhn alongside Glenn West. And it's LSU that has been very busy uh, on the recruiting trail and obviously in the portal as well. As Glenn, we get ready to talk about today, two additions that, uh, you know, one's going to have, we feel like, an immediate impact, and one is building for the future and kind of restocking and finding more depth in the secondary. Before we get started, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that like, subscribe button, or if you're listening in podcast form, subscribe, follow us wherever you get that, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your audio podcasts. So let's talk about the big one uh, in the sense of Jawan Johnson on the high school front. Uh, decommitted from Colorado, uh, I would say last month, kind of mid to, la- mid to late April. And ever since then, Glenn, we saw the crystal ball predictions. We saw the, the talk, the conversation. It really felt, because LSU was one of the finalists, that they were going to have a really, really good shot. Now, we knew that Florida's and the relationship that he had with Corey Raymond uh, was, a, was a good one down there. But it kind of felt like the whole way LSU's in the lead, we obviously figured out earlier this week, I mean, Glenn, when he told me on Sunday for that interview that he was going to make a decision any day, he literally meant any day, making the decision a couple of days later. But just talk about the impact of this edition, what it does for the 2024 class, and a guy that, uh, once again, stays in state, stays home. Yeah, I mean, first off, I mean, you, you got to go back to earlier this year when he committed to Deion Sanders in Colorado. You just you had a feeling that maybe LSU wasn't going to stop recruiting this, uh, this player. Um, they think they knew – kind of what they wanted um, out of him and, and, and what his future looked like here. And they had a good vision, a good plan for him. Um, and so they kept recruiting him. And, and credit to LSU staff. I know, that, um, you know Jordan Arsimont, uh Sherman Wilson, those guys are, are, are really, really good at uh, communicating with recruits mm-hmm. and, and, and staying on players, even if they're committed to other places. And so uh, that recruitment never stopped. That talk never stopped about Jawan Johnson. Um, really just a dynamic athlete, and you're seeing it here uh, in high school football. Um, the last year or two, he's played at Lafayette Christian as their starting quarterback, uh, put up some just insanely gaudy numbers, um, scored nine touchdowns in a state semifinal game uh, last year, 
I think he had close to 600 yards in the state championship game and what was a just a narrow, narrow loss uh, for Lafayette Christian to St. Thomas Moore. Um, so this is a guy who can make plays. Um, certainly we've seen it on the offensive side of the ball, but you're recruiting him for defense. And, and mm-hmm. LSU sees him as a defensive back, I think, moving forward. Um, but he's a guy that can make plays. And I think kind of having that expertise of being a quarterback – uh, gives somebody like Juwan Johnson a little bit uh, of a head start in terms of knowing how receivers like to 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 you know to, to play balls and how what quarterbacks are looking for mm-hmm. um, in, in terms of uh, how the offense is moving and I think Juwan Johnson can do all that stuff and so it's going to be really interesting I think um, to see where exactly he fits in the secondary whether it's it's safety or nickel or uh, boundary corner. You, you, there's there's a lot of different options. I think you can go here. Um, he's about five foot eleven. I think he's he's got great size, uh, great length, um, but but he can st- continue to still grow into that body. And uh, kind of like you mentioned, this is a move for the future. Uh, I think this is absolutely something that LSU feels uh, like they can ease into. Uh, and you've seen that in the last couple of recruiting cycles. They've gotten significantly younger in the secondary. Uh, that has been a, a an absolute focus for LSU. Um, you know, you, you look at some of the other players they have in this class a tw- you know, uh, between you know, Wallace Foster and uh, you know, just a couple other uh, safety like Sean McBride. Um, they, they're they're trying to get younger at every position in that secondary, uh, and and Jawan Johnson's a really really good start. Um, I, I kind of want to throw it back to you though. I mean, you got a, a good chance to talk with Jawan with Juwan before he made that announcement. Uh, was there anything that he said, like in his, that you didn't put in your piece that you that you kind of took away from uh, just talking with him and uh, just his thoughts on LSU at the time? Yeah, so I think Glenn, when you know talking with Jawan and kind of hearing what he had to say, and you know, didn't include this in the article because you want to give the kid the moment to to really kind of have his opportunity to announce the decision. It's about them, not about us. But you know, he really harped on the idea of playing at home. Uh, that's something, you know, obviously, you know, a lot of kids have talked about. It's been a focal point for Brian Kelly and the staff, whether high school or transfer portal. But to me, it was a little bit different when Johnson told me that, you know, look, he's talked with guys like Deshaun McBride, who, you know, they don't play too far apart from each other distance. That's a, you can probably get to one Friday night game and then get to the other one relatively easy uh, drive-wise. But I think that when he mentioned, look, they're building something special and it's not just – I mean, he even said, he said, people say that, like it's a cliche. Like, oh, this school's been something special. But he said, like, kids in Louisiana that he talks to, you know, on the seven-on-seven circuit, uh, that I know they do a fun t- fantastic job, um, especially like the bootleggers seven-on-seven that Sonny's, you know, alluded to many times, that it's becoming a topic of conversation that, hey, let's stay here. And, you know, I haven't been around LSU as long as you guys have, but it seems to me that LSU, and, and you can correct me if I was wrong here, LSU was a place where maybe 20 years ago, 20, 30 years ago, they had real trouble keeping the talent in state. And, and it started to turn. Well, it feels like Kelly may have, with this past season and just his brand, who he is, and the relationships of the staff, they've even turned up the heat a little bit more. And it's it's something where if you're going to leave Louisiana, you either don't have an offer from LSU or something else crazy has happened. And so for Johnson, you know, to I have the opportunity to play at home. A lot of kids say that, but it was just one of those things where he kind of reiterated that, you know, around the state of Louisiana, some of the top talent, there's a consensus that, hey, if you get that offer, 
you know, you, you want to stay and, and you want to do everything you can to stay if the opportunity is there to grow. So, you know, I, I love the pickup, Jawan Johnson, and I wanted to ask you this because there was a great conversation on our board about it. Uh, look, you can't deny what the kid did offensively. Um, you know, that he, he put up some fantastic numbers. And I know LSU has had some, you know, situations where they've converted offense to defensive backs in years prior. Do you think this can be different and, and maybe why? Yeah, I mean, I absolutely think that they can convert him into a defensive back. I think that was the vision all along for him um, when they when they started recruiting him. And, yeah, I remember watching last year. They had a bunch of seven-on-seven seven camps and a bunch of rec- uh, just recruiting camps at LSU in June. They're going to have some more of those uh, this summer. Um, but the the staff was 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 watching him as a, as a defensive back in that seven on seven mm-hmm. stuff, and yeah, you know, he was also playing quarterback, and I think he was doing a little bit of defensive back stuff too. But you know, you, you don't really know until you get him on campus because right now he's he's focused on quarterback for his high school team because that's the best way that they can win right now. And yeah. I think yeah, you know, the, the the probably the best part about all this is that LSU has done a really nice job at least in my opinion, of recruiting guys who can be versatile pieces when they get to campus. You know, they're not really recruiting to a position per se for some of these guys. You know, you, you look at other players in this class like Maurice Williams, he could technically, you know, they, they could view him as a linebacker slash safety mm-hmm. hybrid. I mean, like there are guys in this class that are like that who um, you, you just – you get to campus, you love the athlete, you love the, the fit and the vision – and then you fit that to what they do well and, and kind of how they uh, project long-term in your program. And so um, I think the fact that LSU is bringing in really elite-level athletes is probably the most uh, important thing that I've noticed here in the first couple of years under Kelly that um, yeah, they're not really recruiting towards position as much as just let's get these guys in here, let them compete, um, and, and figure out what best position is, is suited for them um, kind of moving forward. So I really like that aspect of, of how LSU's recruited here under Brian Kelly. Um, you, you mentioned some of the Louisiana recruiting stuff. I mean, five of the top ten players in the state now are committed to LSU in this That's class. Huge. And they're, they're still working on some other ones too. I mean, you hope to get Dominic McKinley, uh, the big defensive line prospect, who's a five-star player. Wardell Mack is a top 100 cornerback. Um, in the country, and so, yeah, I mean, like they're they've done a really nice job of of you know, recognizing the talent in Louisiana, going after it, getting it committed early, um, and now I think you can see more of a focus towards some of those big name prospects that they have uh, on their board that are out of state. You know, the guys like Colin Simmons and uh, Caden Durham's, and 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 you know. We can go down the line. Kobe Black, yeah. the cornerback. Uh, just, just there's a lot of players out there that LSU feels like they're in on, um, and, and and the fact that they've done such a nice job of recruiting in the state, I think, can can make them be even more aggressive heading into the summer. Yeah, and I think Sonny had mentioned this on one of the previous podcasts, just kind of off air, that if there's a year to capitalize in the state of Louisiana, it, it's this year for 2024. There's a lot of good talent, like you mentioned, that's not just good in state, but nationally recognized as well. Uh, by our folks over at 24-7 Sports. And then just to kind of, you know, to close out the conversation on Johnson, I think from the mental aspect of things, you know, being able to play quarterback and defensive back at a high level in high school allows you to understand what the other positions do. We often talk, you know, sometimes that strong safety or free safety can be the quarterback of a defense back there. So for a guy like 
uh, Johnson that comes in, look, there's going to be a learning curve just from the no matter what level he's playing at, just because it's SEC against high school, it's way different. But I think that the biggest thing is him understanding what an offense wants to do could give him a leg up. Not saying he's going to play immediately, but just gives him an act that, you know, maybe other guys are relying on pure athleticism. Maybe they're relying on pure instincts. Uh, this is a guy that kind of understands what offenses want to do. And so I love the pickup of Johnson. Like you said, he's ranked number eight in the state. Uh, and look, when you look, you mentioned Dominic McKinley, uh, Tylen Singleton is another guy out of Manny. I mean, uh, you yep. see Wardell Mack, Michael Turner, a, a guy that, you know, all, all these players LSU's checking in on and they're looking at, and it allows them to go after some big targets uh, elsewhere too. So really love the pickup of Jawan Johnson, and it leads us into... This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Glenn, I don't know. We, we may have to revisit this sometime during the summer when you know the portal is officially calmed down and we feel like LSU's kind of have the set roster. But this next pickup could be one of the more impactful on the offense that we see. Uh, I know they picked up Mason Lunsford off the offensive line, but the addition of Logan Diggs, the transfer running back out of Notre Dame, a lot of people have had a conversation, is he a number one? Is he a feature back? I don't think still that you need a – the, the days of a bell cow are really kind of over for elite teams, but this is a guy that can slot in and do some damage. Glenn, I know you were really big. Uh, when I first came on, you talked about the running back room needing more explosive plays, and this guy feels like he could be a guy that could do just that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he had – I think I think he rushed uh, – had five yards of carry um, last year at Notre Dame, had close to – or right over 800 yards on the ground. Um I think five yards of carry probably would have led LSU last year. I'm not 100% certain on that. But, um, yeah, Logan Diggs is, a, is an amazing, uh, a great late pickup here for this 2023 roster. Um, really impressive uh, just kind of style that he runs. Um, and he's a guy that's you know, going to break some tackles. He has some really good fluidity in his movements and uh, can make guys miss. And, um, yeah, I, I really, really like this pickup. I mean, I, Brian Kelly kind of talked about in the spring that you're not really looking for a starter level player in the portal this late in the cycle. Um, but I think they've got one here. I mean, I think he's a guy that you can absolutely plug in um, and he'll make some big plays for you, whether it's out of the backfield, catching the ball uh, or running between the tackles. And so, um, yeah, just a really nice pickup. I think you're, you're looking probably at, uh, Diggs, Noah Kane, and Josh Williams, if at full health, is probably mm -hmm. going to be a, a a good bulk of your carries. I know LSU really liked what Kane did um, this offseason. Uh, certainly, uh, you can't count out a guy like Trey Holly, who had all those reps in the spring. 
Um, but I think the, the the signing of Diggs here um, really wants you know Brian Kelly really wants to lean into the veteran backs. I think with yeah. this move, and he's a guy that's very familiar with Brian Kelly. I mean, Brian Kelly recruited him to Notre Dame. Um, you know, the, there was a video circulating uh, yesterday from Kelly's time at Notre Dame when he was actually talking to uh, Diggs via Zoom and talking about the commitment and the signing and all that stuff. I mean, it's just a really cool story to kind of have it come full circle like this. And, you know, there's other cases on the roster like that with, you know, Obi Agofu and uh, a guy like Jay Bramblett, who was with Brian Kelly at Notre Dame. Um, I, I think that there's um, the familiarity aspect of it with Brian Kelly and what he knows he can expect from Logan Diggs um, is really going to make him a, a – a really cool weapon to have, I think, for, for LSU's offense in 2023. I think, too, and I just just popped in my head here when we're talking about digs, you talked about the recruiting process, and you mentioned the Zoom call. If you go back, Glenn, there was a time when they didn't do face-to-face recruiting due to COVID. And so for anyone concerned, well, can Diggs buy into the idea? One, he's already played for Brian Kelly. Two, he committed to him in a weird recruiting process. So you know this guy believes in what Kelly wants to do, trust him to come here. And you mentioned uh, you know, what he did. Uh, look, he had arguably his best game in the last game of the season. Can't remember the exact bowl location they were, but I know they were playing South Carolina uh, in the in bowl season. Had a fantastic game uh, in a great season. But what it does for me, and the biggest thing is, you know, we raved and folks raved about Trey Holly all spring, and, and well warranted. The kid stood up. He stepped up into a position that was, uh, you know, very tough for a freshman and had to have a bulk of reps where he's still learning what's going on. He's learning what it's like to be a student athlete at the college level. But how big is it, and you mentioned it, they get to lean on veterans here. It doesn't mean they're not going to use the freshman in spots, but these kids are now in a sense where they are not forced, both Holly and Caleb Jackson that's going to come in obviously this summer and the fall, they don't have to step up and make impact plays from day one. That's huge for the development of those two young guys, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. And, and you bring in Diggs, who's also a guy who has big game experience. He's played – yeah, at Ohio State, he's played at home against Clemson. He's played at South Carolina and in those bowl games and whatnot. And I think there's, um, you know, there's 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 a uh, there's a familiarity now with him in terms of embracing those big games. He had a touchdown against USC uh, in a narrow loss this year. I mean, he's been uh, available to. And, and the thing I think that that makes sense here is that we're and we kind of glossed over this the first time around. Um, He's durable. He's a guy that's mm. going to be able to to play in 10, 11, 12 games. And I know for a fact that Brian Kelly and this coaching staff, they were a little bit, um, I don't want to say worried, but there there was definitely a little bit of concern there uh, in terms of the, the the health of some of these running backs. And, you, you know, you might not get John Emery back. We don't know his situation yet for sure. Uh, you know, Armani Goodwin's a guy you're not going to get back until the fall for sure. Um, Josh Williams is coming off an injury. Um, Noah Kane's had some injury problems in his past. Um, so bringing in a guy like Diggs, who has stayed pretty healthy, uh, it not only allows you to, to, to add the necessary depth to your running back room, but um, it gives you a, a really great playmaker as well, who you know, I think will probably f- – let, let's put it this way. I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if, if uh, by the end of the season Logan Diggs isn't the guy that's out there for the majority of the snaps for LSU at running back. And I think to get a player like that this late in the cycle um, is, is really, really impressive for LSU. 
Yeah, one thing I would tell fans just watching some of his film and what he does and you the durability factor, like to me, this is the guy. Like you don't really have bell cow running backs anymore, but with Logan Diggs, you're getting a guy that's durable. He's played, like you said, in the big game atmosphere. And you have a guy that I think Brian Kelly feels comfortable with, and we're going to see as the offense progresses, and we'll see obviously at fall practice. But they feel comfortable saying, hey, third and three, third and four, we can either turn around and hand the ball off to this kid, or you know we can run him out in the flat and he's going to make a play in the passing game. So I think what you said is so rare now here in the month of May to find a guy that is not just going to play well, but really at the end of the season we could look back and say, he might be one of the more, let's just say, I'll throw it out there. I'll go with the hot take. Top 10, top 15 most impactful transfers across the country or in the SEC. And definitely, in my opinion, probably the most top, most impactful transfer on the offensive side of the football for LSU. So it's going to be really fun to watch what they do with him, where they go. But I, I firmly believe this is a guy. Yeah, and look, they're not done yet either. I mean, they have an offer out to a, to a tight end uh, in the JUCO uh, system right now, Gilbreth. Uh, I don't know what they're – uh, the plans are in terms of a visit yet for him. Um, they're going after a, a number of different secondary guys. I mean, they're 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 still they're ve- still very active in the transfer portal. I know the last couple weeks they've been kind of out on the road recruiting. They've been at a lot of different Louisiana high schools and and really high schools around the South. Um, and they've been doing a you know just trying to lock in official visits and and, and getting ready for camp season here in June. Um, and yeah, but but they're still hitting the transfer portal hard because I think they they can still add some depth, some quality positions, and um, we'll see exactly who they hit on. Uh, you know, they've they've missed on a couple of guys in the secondary, but I know that they're um, still looking for 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 some help back there. And certainly, if you add a guy like uh, like Gilbreth at tight end, a guy who they think uh, or who wants to eventually probably move to an offensive line role, you add him as an extra blocker in there. I think that only helps the the running game and and certainly a guy like Diggs uh, be a little bit more uh, consistent. So we'll we'll see. I mean, I think the running game is certainly an aspect that LSU wants to tap into more this year. And so having those two tight end sets, having guys that they can feel comfortable with uh, next to Mason Taylor, who's kind of your big pass catching receiving weapon at Mm -hmm. tight end, getting a guy in there who can block. Uh, and really open up the field for the running backs, I think is going to be a, a point that LSU really would like to, to, to kind of hit, whether it's on the roster already or whether they still feel like they can they can add a guy. Yeah, I absolutely love the idea of running 12 personnel down there, and um, especially the goal line and being able to do some different things. You Defense is going to have to account for a lot. Last tidbit here, and wanted to get your thoughts. You mentioned a little bit how LSU has missed on a couple targets, obviously, and his name is slipping my mind, the UAB transfer that committed to Alabama. Um, you know, that one kind of felt like Alabama was in the lead early. We kind of heard the LSU. ULL guy that uh, I think committed to Alabama. ULL, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. ULL. U- ULL, which I'll never – I've got to get used to calling them still Louisiana Lafayette when, you know, mm-hmm. university-wise they've changed it. But LSU fans, I understand. I get it. <laughs> but I will say this. Uh, Andre Sand, the safety out of Tulane uh, that LSU is really looking at. I believe he's on campus. Uh, Sonny threw some some tidbits. He's on campus. Uh, Glenn, this would feel like a big get if they could rein this in as we kind of wrap up this podcast. With the lack of experience behind Greg Brooks and Major Burns um, and to an you know, stint Sage Ryan, um, it never hurts to add anything. And, and you know, I, I sit in the camp of, you know, maybe last year LSU was able to counter some of that with some of the young guys. You don't want to play with fire too often. And so this pickup, if they could make it, would be really good for just depth purposes, leadership back there. Yeah, I mean, I've gone back and forth for the last several weeks on the board, just 
whether or not cornerback or safety would be a little bit more of a, a of a need, in my opinion. I, I kind of felt corner for a while. Um, but, look, look, you need a safety, too. I mean, behind Greg Brooks and Major Burns, you're absolutely right. There's really not a whole lot of experience. And I think Sage Ryan's a guy who's probably best fit for nickel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you'll probably see him and Deuce Chestnut playing a lot of nickel this year. Um, so then after that, you pretty much just got a bunch of freshmen and, and kind of injured veterans who've, who've just not had a whole ton of on-field experience. And so um, should the event that Greg Brooks or Major Burns have some kind of injury, and we've seen it with Major Burns now, unfortunately, for two years in a row, just hadn't been able to stay on the field as consistently as he'd probably like. Um, yeah, you absolutely need to bring in a guy, and I think certainly a guy like Sam is uh, going to be – a, a high target now for LSU here, um, hosting him for a visit. And so, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know, with that recruitment. I think there's the problem that I think LSU's kind of run into is that it's, it's a need, but it's not like you're not asking these guys to come in and start for you. Exactly. Kind of and so that's, that's probably where L, why LSU struck out on a couple of guys. I think some of these other players can go to other places and maybe compete for a starting job a little quicker. Um, but certainly if you bring in a guy like Sam, I think it, it definitely boosts your depth. Uh, you feel a little bit more comfortable. Um, and, and, and I think it, it would be a good move if LSU is able to pull it off. Yeah. Love what you said right there as we kind of wrap it up. It's LSU's in a good situation roster wise because they've got a lot of starter level talent everywhere. You're really looking to bolster and kind of find those missing pieces. Uh, you know, that you can use in the back end or maybe death pieces as well. But, hey, LSU is looking really good in the recruiting class, kind of going back to that 2024 class. Uh, Glenn, I've been wanting to do, and I think I'm going to start to put the work on uh, using the, the tools that 24-7 does. You can use the class calculator, and I know fans can do this at home if you have that subscription. You definitely should. But, you know, is there a road to a number one class? We get caught up in the uh, – you know, the the recruiting rankings folks do, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun to see. We mentioned a couple targets, and, and obviously Colin Simmons is one of those guys that would really help their case. Uh, I know the school up in Athens made a really big pickup in the 2024 class that submitted them kind of in the first place. But it's going to be a fun class to watch evolve as well. But, hey, we appreciate you tuning in. Glenn West, Bryce Kuhn, the Go 24-7 podcast. A couple things before we get out of here. If you're watching on YouTube, once again, we thank you so much for getting us to 3,000 subscribers. Still working on a uh, interactive show that we're going to be able to do, putting that together. It's going to be a lot of fun that you get to interact with us. Um, we're going to see how that works out. It's going to be I, I, it's going to be fun. I, I, I've done it before. Glenn's... Hopefully it's not me, you, me and you talking back and forth. Hopefully <laughs> we'll, we'll we get, hopefully we get some people can join, but we want you to be a part of it. So the way you can stay subscribed to the channel. So you know, when the latest updates happen, and if you're in the podcast feed listening, we appreciate you as well, wherever you do this, this happens because of you. And we hope to bring you the best content as we get into the summer season and then into football season. What are we, we're close to a hundred days, Glenn, from the start of the college football yeah, season. I think next week it hits the hundred day mark or something like that. Man, so we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. It'll be SEC media days, and then, you know, it'll it'll be a lot of fun talking. That's always the start of the season for me is SEC media days. That's when everything kind of starts getting starts, the ball really starts real. Yeah. Really real. Really real. So until then, Glenn's going to enjoy a little bit of free time maybe this summer until the SEC media days. But he's still Let's got see. baseball, we'll which I don't baseball. know if we want to do that. We don't need to talk about baseball this time. We don't want to ruin it for anybody. But, hey, appreciate you tuning in. Thanks so much. Check us out on the forums. Check us out on social media. You see our handles right there at Bryce underscore Coon and at Glenn West 21. We'll catch you next time here on the Go 24-7 podcast. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.